everybody and welcome to this episode of Radio House On Air. I'm your host Ellie Farisi and today we're going to be talking about streaming services and royalties and basically what's been going on in that whole world. There's honestly been a lot of controversy recently over copyrighted music and gameplay, talk shows, and other streaming-based entertainment. What happens on Twitch is if you get uh, a DMCA uh, strike then you, if you get another one, your channel can be banned. Like you can be banned from Twitch permanently for DMCA takedowns. Uh, and a lot of streamers didn't see this coming. And I think this is especially important considering under the recent COVID-19 relief bill that was passed by Congress, it has actually made illegal streaming a felony offense. But okay, let's, let's back up first. Let's talk about what royalties are, how they work, and we'll get into what is affected in streaming services across Twitch, which is a popular platform for video-based streamings. So what are royalties? Besides a binge-worthy show on Netflix, besides Lord's 2014 hit number, besides a great way to win a poker game, <laughs> you get it, uh, royalties are the lifeblood of a musician's transaction, so to speak. It's how you ensure that after spending hours creating the track that you're so proud of, that you really want to have people hear, that you're receiving some sort of payment. You know, there, there's a lot to do with royalties, and we don't have the time to get into everything today, but first let's break down the few types of royalties that are the most prominent. And these are mechanical royalties, performance royalties, and synchronization. So first, mechanical royalties are made every time your song gets reproduced. So this is whether through CDs, vinyls, digital downloads, or streaming services. Basically, every time someone streams your song on Spotify or they pop in their new bought cassette into their Walkman, <laughs> you, you earn money based off the transaction. And you know, with Spotify, basically they're paying up front to license your music. The next type of royalties are performance royalties. And performance royalties kind of have the same logic as mechanical royalties, but it's basically any time your song is re-recorded or played or streamed in public, you get performance royalties. So this could be anything from, you know, playing in your local Starbucks to live concerts or internet radio stations. The last type of royalty is synchronization royalties, and these are generated when copyrighted music is synced with visual media. So this is if your song gets put into a movie or a TV show or video game or online streaming or something like that. Generally, when someone wants to play your music and pay you royalties, they do this through what's called a licensing agreement, which is basically just the method of making sure that you or your label are legally getting paid for someone else using your music. Today, we're gonna to focus in on royalties and streaming services, since it has become increasingly complicated in the streaming world to figure out when you actually need to pay someone else to use their music. And we're gonna look at it in the context of Twitch. Before getting into how Twitch operates now after these new legislations have changed, let's look at how Twitch used to allow streaming and you know really what Twitch is. So Twitch launched in 2011 as a video streaming service which allowed people to share anything from live video gameplay to live broadcasts of DJ sets. And then in 2014 was actually purchased by Amazon. Today it has grown to over 15 million daily users with 2 million broadcasts every single day. Basically, the site and streamers make money from people who pay monthly subscriptions to watch the streams. But they can also make money from people who are watching previous broadcasts that are uploaded to the streamers' channels. 
as well as running ads on the platform. This means it relies entirely on user-generated content, similar to how YouTube or Instagram works. So what about Twitch was different? Well, unlike other sites based on this user-generated content, Twitch was able to avoid ever paying any licensing fees for artist music, meaning that their streamers, who sometimes actually became millionaires themselves, were able to play music while they stream or post videos with copyrighted music without paying royalties to those musicians or more commonly to their labels. So how has Twitch changed? This year, Bezos, the CEO of Amazon, which owns Twitch, was asked by a congressional committee about Twitch's licensing policy, or lack thereof. News reports have indicated that Twitch users are receiving notice and takedown requests pursuant to the Digital Millennium Copyright Act. My understanding uh, is that is that Twitch allows users to stream music but does not license the music. Is that correct? I, uh, I'm going to have to ask uh, that I could get back to your office with an answer to that question. I don't know. This raised a lot of eyebrows in the music industry and prompted the RIAA to start taking action. Through the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, the Recording Industry Association of America, and other major labels notified Twitch of the copyright violation and ordered them to take down any videos with unlicensed content, otherwise known as DMCA takedown strikes. Users were notified of their copyrighted violation by Twitch and were issued a three-strike and you're out kind of policy, basically threatening a permanent ban if three or more unlicensed songs were found on their channel. And so then what was Twitch's response to the DMC takedown requests? They basically told their streamers to delete everything. And some of these clips, like these are people that got millions of views some, on some of their clips. Like these were some very popular Twitch clips and people use these clips to build their channels. I mean, this is like one way that that, that uh, helps them, them grow. So some streamers with over 10,000 videos of content were either told to sift through each of those videos for unlicensed music or to simply delete their entire library. From multiple posts seen by users on Twitter, it appeared that Twitch actually deleted content on their own as well, without even notifying the streamers at all. So what's different now? In response to these copyright violations, Twitch has now updated its policy requiring streamers to use only licensed media and that violations of copyrights is forbidden. Beginning in May, however, representatives for the major record labels started sending thousands of DMCA notifications each week that targeted creators' archives, meaning previous streams that they've already done that happen to have copyrighted music in it, mostly for snippets of tracks using years-old clips. We continue to receive large batches of notifications, and we don't expect that to slow down. Some of the streaming no longer allowed are DJ sets, karaoke performances, lip-syncing, radio-style music listening shows, or cover song performances except under a live performance. Twitch has also created Soundtrack by Twitch, which provides streamers rights cleared, music safe to stream worldwide. So what are the consequences and how are musicians, streamers affected by all this? It's easy to see here how Twitch messed up. They let unlicensed music stream on their site for years. And when it caught up with them, they were unprepared with how to handle the takedown request, requiring their streamers to delete basically all of their content which of course affects that streamer's income revenue. On the other hand, we have licensing agreements for a reason, and in theory at least, by not enforcing the licensing rules, artists are deprived of their right to be paid for the music they've created. When you consider that most other user-generated content sites have been able to comply with this, especially ones as big and popular as YouTube, 
it does seem possible for Twitch to have done the same. It's further complicated when you consider the interests involved. The RIAA is composed of major record labels, and while some Twitch streamers are millionaires, most are average everyday people who can't afford to license Juice World or Ariana Grande, and without their music being played, their brand may be unable to grow. But, you know, this is not a new struggle necessarily, just the same struggle on a new platform. So maybe the answer is to find a way for artists to connect directly with streamers instead of going through massive record labels or streaming services like Spotify, who, as we all know, tend to underpay smaller artists anyway. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We would love to hear your feedback on this episode. If you've had any experiences yourself dealing with streaming, licensing, and having your music played, reach out to us and shoot us a message on Instagram at Radio House. We would definitely love to hear how your experiences have been affected by the transitions that are going on in the world. Keep a lookout for future episodes that we'll be releasing on navigating the music industry and the spotlighting of talented artists and interviews that we do with them. 